Good morning and uh, welcome. What a great morning to be together and to worship God and to share together. I am so glad to, to be with you today. Um, I'm Pastor Rafe and uh, we're glad that we can uh, share together on what I promise you will be the last day of pumpkins for, for 2021, right? For 2021. Uh, so the pumpkin patch closes up uh, today. But uh, we come together today to, uh, to worship and to uh, share our praise to God. And so I'm going to invite you to stand if you would. And uh, join me in our call to worship. God is waiting for us. God is ready for us. God is blessing us. God is sending us. God is here. Amen and amen. So let's sing together of our love for Christ.
Good morning. I'm Pastor Lisa, if you'll bow your heads and join in our morning prayer. Lord, we gather together this morning, although perhaps not in each other's presence, we gather together this morning as a people fully united and in need of your presence. We gather to praise and worship you, the Lord of peace in a time where the world would have us choose chaos, the Lord of strength in our times of weakness, the Lord of wisdom in our times of confusion, the Lord of love when we're feeling lost and alone, the Lord of comfort when we are hurting and grieving, the Lord of possibility when all seems hopeless. Help us to so be in your presence in these moments that we draw our strength from your word. Help us to so be in your presence that our worries are set aside in awe and wonder of what you can do. Help us to carry your presence with us as we go through the days to come. We pray all of this as your son taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
I know what you all are thinking. What are we going to do now that pumpkins are over? Right? Yeah, we've been focused on the, uh, the, the pumpkins, and thank you to all of those who, uh, who helped with that. And today is the, uh, the last day. But when we have these mission moments, it's so that we, you know, we have the opportunities to respond to how God's Word has impacted our lives. And so our next way of uh, all-church response is through our, um, our golf outing that we uh, do in the, in the spring. But now is the time to start planning this and begin its work. This event is completely and totally for our Florida United Methodist Children's Home, and specifically for the work of the Florida United Methodist Children's Home here in Southeast Florida. We do foster care here in Broward County and Palm Beach County. We also have an emergency shelter, uh, a location uh, caring for uh, um, uh, children and youth um, in the Palm Beach area. And so everything that we do through this golf outing raises uh, money and uh, resources and attention and information about our work of our Florida United Methodist Children's Home. Now, our Florida United Methodist Children's Home does a whole lot. It, you know, it's not just a home with a, with a couple of locations, but we have ministries and work that we do across the state in many different ways and different forms. But we have this special event that's sponsored by New Horizon, um, that supports the work here in Southeast uh, Florida. So what we're doing now is uh, we could use some people to be a part of the team to help the planning and working on that. We're specifically looking now for our sponsors, our corporate partners and companies and individuals that come along with us and sponsor and do that work. And we're putting that together now. So um, if you have a, a, a connection and insight or want to be a sponsor, you, now's the time to, uh, to step forward and, and let us know and beginning that work of putting that together for the springtime. So pumpkins, it's one of those all-in things. Everybody does pumpkins, right? Thank you for helping with that. Golf outing, that's another all-church kind of thing. Everybody's in, everybody's helping with that. We're, we're gearing up for, for that work uh, for 2022. Amen? Amen? Amen, amen. So we have another special celebration today because you know, we do the mission moment because you have to be, you have, we have to. You know how to say that? We have to. It's part of our response to God to serve. It's part of our response to God to give. You know, like today's the fifth Sunday. We're not only do we collect our offering, but we collect a special offering for the children's home every fifth Sunday. So if you want to give the children's home, mark your envelope for that. Um, but there's another way to respond to God's word also, and that's with the covenant relationship of the community of faith. And we have some folks, uh, family that's coming to join us today. So I'm going to invite the uh, Evans family. Yeah, I got that right, right, Evans? Okay. I, see, sometimes my memory, uh, my memory uh, skirts me. And I'm moving around, so I don't know if our cameras are going to follow us, because I want our digital folks to, to keep up on this, too. But this is Venus and Stephen, right? Look at that, folks. The old man's memory is working. <laughs> Venus and Stephen, they're coming to... Uh, to unite their membership with us as they come from another congregation and come to our area. And so um, I'm going to ask you all this question, and then church, you've got a, a question um, that you need to respond to also. So um, as members of this congregation, as you come to join this congregation, will you faithfully uh, engage in the church by your prayers and your giving and your serving and uh, your engagement in the life of the community? Okay. And now I'm going to turn to you all, the, the church, members of the household of God. I commend these persons, this family, to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. Thanks all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ, 
and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I encourage you all uh, to say hello to uh, Stephen and Venus as, uh, as we gather. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. God bless. So the, uh, the gospel message today is from Mark chapter 12. And Jesus has been engaging the community and talking to folks and answering questions and engaging some of the wisest leaders. And so it comes to this point where one of the legal experts, that means one of the high priests, one of the folks that knows all the religious laws and all the stuff about the institution, one of the legal experts heard their dispute and saw how well Jesus answered them. He came over and asked Jesus, which commandment is the most important of all? And Jesus replied, the most important one is Israel. Listen, our God is the one Lord, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your being, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you will love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. The legal expert then said to him, well said, teacher. You have truthfully said that God is one and there is no other beside him. And to love God with all of the heart, a full understanding, and all of one's strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more important than all kinds of entirely burned offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had, he had answered with wisdom, he said to him, you aren't far from God's kingdom. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Amen. Lord, we have so many questions ourselves, questions of faith and cries for hope. We have questions about how we do this love that you have commanded of us. Lord, speak to us and speak into our hearts this day. Amen. Amen. Love the Lord your God with all you got. Mind, soul, strength, you know, thinking, seeing, feeling, everything you got all in for loving God. How do we do that? And to love your neighbor as you love yourself? I mean, let's face it, we don't even like all of our neighbors, do we? You know? You know, some are easier to get along with than others, and we're supposed to, we're supposed to love them, love them, and, and wish blessings on them, and how do we do that? How do we go about doing that and, and, and working all that out? That, this seems so hard. You know, we, how do we do that? Can we, can we really do all these things and follow these two very simple rules? And it, it, how do we do that? And it, our struggle is, is be, our struggle is, is that about doing this, doing anything like this, our struggle is our individualism. Because we think we have to do it on our own. We have to do it on our own. 
No. You know, we think we have to obey all the right rules, you know, as the legal experts say, you know, burning all the burnt offerings and giving all the right things and doing all the right steps and following all the rules. If we just do all of that, then we can get it right. But no, we can't. We can't do all that, can we? Well, you know, we're, it, we just can't. And, and here's, the, here's the good news. God knows we can't. God knows we can't do it. And so God gives us Jesus Christ, the Savior who lifts us and saves us and takes us and shows us that way of love and that, it, you know, it's, it's possible to live out this love as, as, as he did here on earth. And, and then Jesus knew that we couldn't, still couldn't do it on our own. And so day in and day out, we have this power of the Holy Spirit that, that guides us and directs us. But we're still thinking, you know, if I can just get enough Jesus, if I can get, just get enough Holy Spirit, I can do this. But no, because we can't do it on our own. And so we're given this really very rich blessing of the gift of the covenant, the love covenant, to do this love together in community. The love covenant so that we can love God all in with everything. And we can love our neighbor as ourselves. Loving God and loving neighbor is to live into this covenant. And I know some of you are saying, well, Rafe, define covenant for us. And, you know, a definition of covenant is kind of hard. You look in the dictionary and all it says is agreement. And in the scriptures, we have God's living faithfully into the covenant. We're over and over in the scriptures God just says, I will be your God, and you will be my people. I will be your God, and you will be my people. I will be your God, and you will be my people. Marriage is a, is a covenant. You know, it's two people that vow and promise to do life together in that love. You know, and finding a definition of this covenant might be hard, but maybe we can just get a picture of what covenant love looks like. What does it look like? There's a, there's a wonderful story in the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. And it's a story of Naomi and her family. And Naomi and her husband are living in the promised land, but a famine has come, and now they're going to have to move to another location. And so Naomi and her husband and their two sons get up and they move uh, and travel and go to another location uh, where they can find resources, and they begin to do their life in this new place. And the, the sons grow up, and the sons marry two women, and, and life is going well, but then Naomi's husband dies. And now Naomi is on her own. So she's dependent on her sons. And so her sons and their wives begin to care for Naomi. But then both of those sons pass away. And so now here are these three women, you know, mother-in-law and two daughter-in-laws, and now they are stranded without the support, without the connection in the community that the culture said, you know, happens with the work of the, of the patriarch of the household. And so Naomi decides that, that she's going to return to her place of origin, her family of origin. She's going to, to move back. And so she counsels her daughter-in-laws to do the same thing. Why don't you go back to your your families of origin. I don't have any more sons to give you. I can't help you in any way. And so you need to go find resources and, and, and go do on, on your own. And so Naomi's going to go off and she's sending her, her daughter-in-laws off. And one of her daughter-in-laws does go. 
and does return. But Ruth, Ruth, her daughter-in-law named Ruth, turns to Naomi and, and clings to her. Clings to her. And, and there's these beautiful words of Scripture in, in Ruth chapter 1, verse 17, that speak to us of the covenant. When Ruth clings to Naomi, she says, Where you go, I will go. And your people will be my people. And your God will be my God. It's covenant. It's covenant. That's the, the strength we have to do this love thing together. The love covenant. Where you go, I will go. Where you live, I will live. Where your God will be my God and your people will be my people will be in covenant together. The faithful God says to us, I will be your God and you will be my people. Love God, love neighbor. You still have to choose this covenant. God is faithful, God is good, but covenant is a gift. And like any gift that comes with beautiful wrappings, you have to unwrap it, you have to choose it. A covenant is a free will choice that helps us live out that power of love within the community. Because think about it. Love has little power in a vacuum, doesn't it? Love and hope have little power in a vacuum. They don't happen alone. They happen in community. Covenant is what we need. Covenant. The, the family is a covenant. You know, it's a family. That's, you know, the people we choose to do our life with. And I know what some of you are thinking. I didn't get to choose my family. You know, you don't get to choose family. Well, no, you don't get to choose your DNA. But you do get to choose who you live your life with and do your life with. And that covenant. And sometimes that will be with people that you share a DNA with. And sometimes it will be in other places. But a family starts with covenant. It starts with the, the marriage where, where two people vow and promise to do life together in love. To to encourage one another, to respect one another, to lift each other up, and to empower each other to be better. Oh yeah, there might be some warm, fuzzy feelings along the way, but that's kind of like a, a side effect of the respect and honor that are offered together. And so the love is a choice, it is a promise, it is a vow. It is something that is chosen each and every day. But we all know that sometimes families do break down, right? Families come apart. And most of the time, in fact, I would probably say all of the time, it's because someone forgets the covenant. Or maybe everyone forgets the covenant. I think there's a good reason why Jesus said, let the children come to me. Because children tend to understand covenant. They'll cling to a love relationship. They'll cling to that parent or that that sibling, and sometimes even to a dysfunctional parent. They'll cling and they'll hold on to the covenant. The, the, the love covenant is everything for a child. And sometimes families do break down. And when they break down, we're so glad that we have ministries like our Florida United Methodist Children's Home that work to bring wholeness and, and covenant back together. You know, lots of people, uh, you know, do foster care. 
But at the children's home, we say we want the right foster parents. And what we mean by that is we want people that are invested in reestablishing the covenant, the love covenant of what it is to be family, with the goal of bringing wholeness and healing to children and to families. I know that you've heard of foster care things that have gone bad, you know, and you've, I'm sure you've heard about that in the news, and because people will say, hey, pay me money and I'll make sure that, you know, the child has a bed to sleep in and gets to school and, you know, gets to their doctor's appointment. If you stop paying me or the child gets too old and, you know, we're done, you know, that's a business contract. That's what businesses do. Businesses do pay for service. But a covenant is so much deeper. A covenant is about the relationship. A covenant is about the love that we are empowered to do for others, to love God and to love neighbor. That's what a covenant does. And so if you choose the love covenant, you choose this love, you do it. You hold the other accountable and you are accountable. You share the resources freely and you lift each other up. I know this seems very difficult, but Jesus does try to simplify it. You know, there's just two commandments. We'll get it down. We'll make it simple. Just two things to live into this covenant. The business world talks about contracts. You know, you do this and I'll do this. We have this agreement. We have this contract. You don't do this, then I won't do this. You know, you pay for this, you get a service, you get a product. You know, you get a product or you get a service, then you pay for it. You know, but anybody who doesn't do it, the contract's null and void. That's the business world. In the church, in the community of faith, we talk about covenants. It's not fee for service, it's sharing our lives together. As a United Methodist pastor, I enter into covenant with the church, you know, like the big church. You know, we call it the Florida Annual Conference of the United Methodist Church. You know, we have these big meetings and all that kind of stuff. But for me to be a pastor, to be an ordained elder in that, there were, you know, things that I had to do, stuff I had to be accountable for, stuff I had to uh, learn. There were, there were rights to membership, and I did all the schooling and all that kind of stuff and, you know, did it, learned the secret handshakes, you know, and, and learned the backgrounds and the history and everything, and then I was ordained. I was empowered to represent the church as an ordained elder and then also sent to serve. And so there was an expectation of serving in where I would be sent to go. So there's expectations placed on me. There's expectations I have for the community that we call the, the annual conference and how they would support me. And so to live out that faith, you, you do all these things together, each uh, being accountable. It's not rules and laws that you have to follow. More so, it's the expectations that you have chosen and the promises and the vows that you've made, the covenant that you enter into. Now, I have, on occasion, disagreed with some of the directions and decisions about the church, but I have been bound by the covenant. I may not like everybody else in the covenant, you know, but I am bound by the covenant of love to support and encourage. And I'm expected to serve. That's part of what it is to be in this church covenant. I'm expected to serve. I'm expected to serve where I'm sent. I'm expected to serve beyond where I'm sent in the larger community, particularly throughout uh, Florida. And I have done that over the years. I have served in statewide and local youth ministries. I have 
I have helped lead and, and design some of the camping program. I've worked in a, a program one time called Christian Faith and Human Sexuality, teaching young people about their, about their bodies and development and how it relates to their Christian faith. I've been a part of the Board of Ordained Ministry, helping the next generation of those who are making that covenant to come into the community and be ordained and helping guide that direction. I've done disaster response um, for, the, uh, for the, the United Methodist Church and worked in missions. I've served in what we call district leadership, working in our area, and presently I'm on the district leadership team, and I've been targeted as a person to work towards a visioning for use of some unused properties in our area and how that ministry can happen. And as many of you all know, I'm on the board of trustees for the Florida United Methodist Children's Home. So as part of this covenant, I'm expected to serve. I'm expected to serve. And you know what else the Florida Conference expects of me? They expect me to give my money. You know, they do. They, every year, I have to answer a question on a, on a report that says, are you tithing? Are you giving 10% to the local congregation where you serve? Are you giving that 10% back? I'm expected to do that. Why? Is that a rule? No. But it's part of the covenant. It's part of the covenant. It's part of what it is to live into this love covenant. And we can't do this on our own. We can't do this on our own. God said to the Hebrew people, I will be your God and you will be my people. And they messed it up. He says, okay, I'll be your God and you'll be my people. And they messed it up again. He said, okay, let me try to make it simple. I'm going to give you 10, just 10 simple things to follow. You'll have no other gods before you. You know, no idols. You know, worship the Lord your God. And, and then how you deal with others, don't lie, don't cheat, don't want what everybody else has. You know, don't hurt anybody. Just follow those 10 rules. And of course, we mess that up too because we're like, well, does this rule mean this? And what if I did this? And what if I did this? So we people, you know, the Hebrew people came up with what we call the Midrash, 613 rules based off of the Ten Commandments. Who in the world can do that? And so Jesus comes and he says, look, we're going to simplify this. You know those 10 that were given to you? The first four are about loving God. The next six are about loving your neighbor. So love God, love your neighbor. And we still struggle with that. And so we need Jesus Christ to show us the way of love. And God gave us a Savior. Each and every day we need a power to love, a power to choose love. And so God gave us the Holy Spirit to be our power day in and day out. But we also can't do this alone. And so we're given the covenant, the covenant to live out this love together. We need this help. And so our community of faith, our church, our covenant community, we come together and we serve together, we give together, we pray together, we engage together in God's word, and we join together in that covenant. It, when we receive new members today, we're reaffirming covenants that we've made. Did you hear that in the language in your response? You know, we're going to do that. We're going to covenant together. We're going to vow and pledge and promise, whatever you want to call it to be the community of faith together. 
And I've spoken with you before about how we do that with our pegs. Praying, engaging, giving, and serving. And I promise you, I'm going to, we're going to do this. We're going to hold each other accountable to this. And so in the, in the weeks ahead, you're going to be getting some more information along with concrete commitment you know, to, re- to respond and say, yes, I'm going to vow to be a part of this, this covenant community and to share in this covenant and to live together in a faith. And so you'll have an opportunity in the days ahead to follow up with a very real and concrete response in a tangible way. And say that, yes, together as the body of Christ, together as community, we'll pray and engage and give and serve so that we can love God and love our neighbor. Amen? Amen. Most gracious God, thank you for loving us so well. So well that you gave us love in every way that love can be given. That we might be lifted, empowered and strengthened and find the covenant community, the blessed community, so that we can love. Lord, thank you for those gifts. We pray that you will lead us in our response to this gift in our commitments to you and to neighbor and to one another in this covenant. Amen. Amen. So, of course, we're going to ask you to respond by your giving. There are offering baskets around, and you can give online in the digital format also. Um, want to ask you to serve. We've you know, we do mission moments because those are opportunities to serve and ways to, uh, to give back. Um, be engaged in, in prayer. Be engaged in God's word each and every, every day because we promise to do that together. So let's uh, respond also to God's word with some praise and some singing. So let's uh, stand and sing to God. Lord, speak to me.
go now with the promise and the assurance that you are included in the covenant of God's love. Go now to be God's people, to be God's children, and to live out the covenant. Amen. Amen. Amen.